What's the big idea? And we are here again. My name is Zuby, and we are here with another edition of Volleyball uh, Volleyballology Uncensored. And once again, um, this one, I'm on my own again uh, because we wanted to bring you another uh, player pep talk. And uh, don't be fooled by the name, folks. These player pep talks are not just for players. They're also for coaches, parents, and really for anybody who's just looking to uh, excel at uh, what they want to do. Uh, these really are about um, high performance in anything. Uh, you know, as we all know, sports are a metaphor. So if you're a player, a parent, or anybody who wants to really do well at anything, hopefully you get something from these episodes, and especially, of course, obviously, if you're a player. Um, this player pep talk is about uh, being your best, uh, not the best. Okay, and I think it's good... Um, it's an important topic, I think, uh, because these days uh, we are sort of getting inundated with images of um, of uh, people online, uh, and I think the nature of social media really, it, the reason why we've always had the problem of comparing ourselves to others, it's a very common problem throughout history, uh, the history of humanity, I think, as soon as people started living together in communities, they really... Uh, it's a natural tendency to compare ourselves to others. The problem with social media, I think, for young players so uh, and parents, adults as well, um, and coaches, is that we are finding ourselves uh, online scrolling through and, and triggering the part of our brain that leads to um, comparing. Uh, just by definition, not only are we comparing other people's posts, or, or individuals post to other people online. We're also, of course, activating that part of our brain that is comparing, and it leads to us comparing ourselves more to other people. And the problem with that is that it is uh, when you compare yourself to others, uh, it's a race you cannot win because there will always be someone uh, better than you, first of all, at things uh, somewhere, whether it's now, later in life, as you age, uh, or when you move to new settings. But also, it's sort of... You know, we're going to talk about this more in depth later, but think of how crazy it is that we compare ourselves, our inner selves, right? Because we only have the perspective of inner thoughts for ourselves. So think of how ludicrous it is that we compare our inner selves, our inner thoughts to the exteriors of others, because that's all we see of them is their exterior. So it's kind of interesting that we have no idea about the inner qualities of other people, inner thoughts inner beliefs, uh, and yet we compare ourselves and what's going on inside our minds to the outside of what they're doing. It's kind of crazy if you think about it, and it makes no sense. So if you're ever wondering how to stop comparing yourself to other people, that is your first indication, that or our first um, tool, really, to recognize it, the, the ludicrous um, uh, idea that you are comparing just what you see on the surface of other people to what's happening deep within inside you, your thoughts. It's actually, if you think about it, it makes no sense. It's illogical to do. Uh, so that's one of the things uh, that we're going to talk about more in depth uh, later. Um, but the, the, the early steps, so one of the things that we're seeing across society, whether it's with young players, parents, uh, everybody really all across the board, is people are more frustrated now than they have been in the past. I think we all know this, right? People are quick to anger, short fuse, uh, high temper, uh, yeah, like higher, higher anger levels. 
And that's generally caused because of the fact that we are, um, again, comparing ourselves leads to frustration. Um, you know, uh, and the problem really, like the, like the title of this uh, pep talk, is that we're actually misguided and our attempts are to be the best rather than our best, okay? And one of them, being the best, is dependent on comparing yourself to other people, whereas being our best means that you're only comparing yourself or you're comparing yourself to you, to what you were in the past. And one of those paths leads to frustration, anger, uh, because you can't control others, right? When you're comparing, you can't control other things outside of you. Uh, and the other path of comparing yourself to you, uh, you know, previous you, yesterday you, last month, last year you, is that that leads to joy, happiness, and acceptance. It actually leads to you understanding and seeing your progress. If you're actually comparing yourself to you, uh, you actually see the progress you're making, which leads to better confidence and leads to better results. And it also means that you are seeing the progress, right? The real progress. Uh, whereas if you're comparing yourself to others, you may feel insignificant all the time and not even see the growth that you're having, by the way, right? I know my, my daughters, uh, you know, play beach volleyball every summer. And I like to go back and show them video. This is where it's helpful to take some video. Uh, because you can sh go back whenever they're feeling frustrated and show them where they were a few months before, maybe even at the start of the summer, or even better, the year before. And they, so they might be struggling, you know, a player may be struggling in the current setting they're in, but not understand that they're getting better through that process. So by showing them earlier footage, you can show them the progress they've made. They're like, oh my goodness, look at how bad I used to be, or look at how, you know, I couldn't, you know, get over the net, or I couldn't pass last summer, or wow, I couldn't even get my overhand serve over and now I'm doing all of that stuff even though they might be losing and they might be you know not having a great record but they still see the progress and it's not a coddling thing as much as shutting off the brain from comparing to externals and understanding that you're comparing yourself to you so it's a great practice I highly recommend it uh, and again once you shift it over to looking at where you were in the past then you are uh you know, you're going to see improvement and feel better about uh, what you are doing. Because we never see growth, really. If you think about it, we very rarely grow through constant success. We only grow through bad times, bad things, bad results. Losses teach us more than wins. Um, so if you are in that state, it's very. it can be frustrating if you are losing or suffering or going through a hard time. Um because what you're not seeing is the growth that's happening through that hard time, right? And the only way you'll see growth is looking back at yourself and seeing where you were, whether it's in life and in, in a sport. Um, so it's very important to, to check in, see yourself, be aware of where you were, be aware of where you are. Uh, but it's very difficult to do. And again, like I said, as we go through this social media world, we're really triggering, triggering that comparative part of our brain external comparisons rather than internal comparisons of who we were. So keep that in mind. Uh, if you are on your phone a lot, just understand what's happening as you're scrolling. You don't have to stop. You know, I'm, not, I'm not one of those people that think that the phone is like the devil. I understand that it's, you know, every generation has had its technology. There was a time where people were worried that kids were reading books too much, believe it or not, because they thought they weren't interacting with the real world. So every new technology and through the history of time has been, you know, uh, detrimental for the kids and the adults were always trying 
trying to stomp it out because it's not what they grew up with. So the phone is here and it's probably here for a while. Or if something replaces it, it'll be, you know, even worse for attention spans. But if you can understand what the phone is doing to you and what social media is doing to you in terms of, uh, you know, triggering different parts, you know, we call it FOMO, the fear of missing out. That's the thing that everybody talks about. But really what that means is that you are comparing, you're turning on the part of your brain that is teaching you to compare yourself to unrealistic versions of externals. So you're looking at everybody's fake external life. That's two whammies. It's fake and it's external to you. And you are uh, triggering that. And that's what we're bringing to our volleyball courts. That's what we're bringing to our games. That's what parents are bringing to watching the matches. They're worried about the other kids. They're worried about what other parents are doing and other families are doing. And coaches are worried about the results because they're worried about how they look online and the photos of the medals. And they're not getting those photos of medals. So it's leading to impatience, frustration. That is the crux of everything. So uh, once you stop comparing to externals, you'll find that your satisfaction will go up. You will be less volatile, less angry, and uh, you'll start enjoying the sport more as a player. You'll start enjoying the sport more as a parent and as a coach as well. So uh, just, uh, you know, we can't, I can't underscore that or like, you know, overstate the significance of that. Um, so again, wanting to be our best, not the best. Uh, the one path leads to frustration, dissatisfaction. The other will lead to self-awareness and pride. Um I talked about how crazy it is to, so one other thing I like to talk about when I tell players this is that, you know, you are like, not only is it crazy to compare, you know, their external, uh, whatever image they're portraying, because let's face it, we all put on a bit of an act when we're out in public, we all put on a brave face. And this is why other kids look at other kids and they think, man, I wish I had it together like that kid, but you don't know that that kid's inner uh, you know, thoughts and ex- voice or is negative uh, or that they have a lot of turmoil in their world. You know, we all think that everybody has the perfect life, but when we, we dig in, we find that everybody has their crap and everybody has their issues and problems and hardships. On the outside, things look great, but very seldom is it as simple as, as what we see on the outside. So not only is it, you know, that simple exterior that we we are looking at, but think of it this way too. You are comparing your results. Uh, this is for someone externally focused. You're comparing your results or your level of play to someone who has different genetics than you, okay? Like different parents, different background, different uh, life experiences than you, and different mindset than you, right? Like it, it's literally um, crazy to want to be where someone else is, either above, below, whatever if they have had totally different life stories than we've had, and even if their life story is roughly similar or their setup, again, then you have genetics and who they are, who you are, when you, when they think about when you peak, when they peak, those are all very different times and very different things for different people. So uh, again, just to add to the futility of comparison, I always like to tell people uh, and compare it uh, to sprinters. I always think of, picture someone running a hundred meter race in the Olympics or, you know, on a track meet. And think about the runner that's constantly looking sideways at the other lanes versus the runner that is focused on what they're doing, focused on their breathing, their movement, their relaxation, and how uh, and their and their goal, like their finish line, their short-term goals. Uh, the one that's looking forward and thinking about what they're doing tends to run the better race than the person looking side to side. And I love track too because it's a world of personal bests, right? We always like that. They love that terminology in track and field. 
personal bests. They don't care about if they win the race necessarily. They're always comparing themselves to themselves. So it's a very good sport to look at uh, for volleyball players because it really teaches you to focus on your lane, literally, and to focus on what you are doing as a performer. If you run a personal best in any you know event like swimming, running, those types of sports that are against the clock, that's what you want. And the medals and the victories take care of themselves if you are doing those things. It is literally impossible to succeed in anything, business, life, sport, um, if you are constantly worried about something outside. It is literally a distraction that takes you away from the goal. And that's why the best athletes in timed sports like to think about things like personal bests and staying in their lane. Uh, Because the minute you start looking around... It's poison, and you've already proven that you are not going to be the best at the highest level. It's literally impossible because the best players, this is why they're not toxic, by the way, right? Toxic, insecure players who bully other players, these are not winners. They might be at a certain level, but they won't be at the top level because by definition, they are putting on an act of superiority. And what that means is they're already focused on exterior things, symbolic things, superficial things, rather than internal deep things. And this is why when you meet a high-level athlete uh, or when you um, you know, meet anybody who's a success in any field, they tend to be less, less judgmental of others and uh, less rude, right? They tend not to be jerks when they've succeeded at the highest levels because they have um, a patience in them. Uh, a tolerance in them, an understanding for process, and they don't. Um, their their excellent standard is not based on an artificial, external thing they see. Like so, so here's what losers do. Sorry to use the word losers, but it's true. Losers look at the signs of success they see on the outside, and they try to replicate them. Winners tend to not worry about that stuff and just work hard. They do the internal things, the hard things, and they become great that way. So in other words, the phonies or the pretenders, and I like to call it when I see young volleyball players that are treating other volleyball players like crap, uh, especially at junior levels, uh, I know that they've, they don't have the, the ingredients to succeed at the highest levels because they're, they're proving it in their behavior. They're proving that they are worried about externals and that they are building success based on what they think success is, which is being, you know, acting a certain way. Whereas the humble kid that might be suffering, even might be at the end of the bench, by the way, if they're doing the, the right things and not worried, they're too busy working, in other words, to be comparing themselves to others and too busy working to make other people feel like crap because they have a healthy balance of confidence building that, you know, the confidence that means that you don't want to make or need to make other people feel bad to feel about, uh, good about yourself, and humility, right? Humility and confidence, it's a fine line. If you have too, if you're too humble, then it's hard to ever believe that you deserve good things. And if you're too confident, I mean, I, I call it arrogance. I don't even think it's the same thing. Uh, but, you know, you want that confidence mixed with humility that keeps you working hard on one hand, but also understand that you deserve good things and that you can win rallies and you can block the ball and you can do these things. So it's, it's a very fine line between those two. And it's very important to have a good, healthy balance of both. And that only comes really from 
analysis and understanding the interior stuff that it takes or the interior things you need to do to go to the next level for you, not because everybody else is doing it, but because you couldn't do it yesterday, you know, if that makes sense. So compare yourself to the day before kind of thing. Um, yeah, so there will always be someone better. Uh, that's another reason why it's a dangerous thing. If you've triggered the comparisons with others in your life, let's suppose you're the best player on your team, you're the best player in your club. Uh, maybe you're the best team in the region or in your area. Um, you will move to a level where there are people better than you. And uh, that is a recipe for disaster because if you've already triggered this comparison thing, I'm the best player here. I'm the best. We, we know we know. maybe sometimes we've felt that. Maybe we have teammates that we can see are thinking that about themselves. Um, the problem with that is it's a tendency. And, you know, our brains are, are very interesting things. So if, you're, if your brain is hardwired to do that, and if it's like firing those synapses, your brain likes to do the thing that it's used to doing, right? The path of least resistance, we call that. So you are burning those neural pathways of comparison, comparison, comparison. And then when you meet that player or that team or that, you know, coach who doesn't think you're good or you're not, you're not feeling as good as other players on the team, uh, because you've been firing those comparison synapses so much, you're going to fall into that and you're going to, um, you could f- collapse like that. You could mentally collapse. You will feel awful uh, because again, you're not used to focusing on you. You're used to, to comparing you to others. So that's a, it's a very dangerous quality and you want to turn that off. Uh, and I'll tell you how you can do that in a couple of minutes. Um, so there'll always be someone uh, better than you. It's distracting to uh, focus on them. Uh, it means that you're focused on the exterior, like I said several times. Um, yeah, goal is to focus on uh, interior things. Uh, one other quality that people who are focused on exterior things too much, uh, I don't know about you, but I think we all know players uh, who are who think they're very good And they tend to blame other people, again, because their whole belief system and their whole thought process is exterior things. So if they make a mistake, they're going to look exterior. They're going to blame someone for something else rather than what they can control. Do you see the mindset here? The toxic bad player, the player that is focusing on the wrong things or focused on being the best, um will like among the people there uh they're going to blame versus the player that is uh, looking inward they are always looking at how what they can do to control all that they can you can't control every other player on your team you can't control your coach you can't control the crowd you can't even control the other team all you can do is make sure that you do the right things for you in that moment and that if you make a mistake you know, is there something that you can do to help improve this, right? Maybe it's supporting a teammate. Maybe it's not blaming the uh, the teammate, right? Likely is. Because uh, we know that blaming the teammate is fascinating because it doesn't help anybody play better, right? I don't know any teammate that said, oh, thank you for telling me my set sucked. I really needed to hear that. <laughs> or, oh, thank you uh, for telling me that I hit it out the back uh, five bricks high on the wall. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that. Oh, you want me to hit the ball down? No, of course. Every hitter knows that. And by, you know, blaming them it only makes them play worse. And what it's doing, what the player who's blaming, what are they doing when they're blaming someone else? They're really not only are they, you know, f- they're so worried about themselves and them being the best, 
that they are um, going to make a public display to blame someone else. So they look better uh, on the, uh, you know, to everybody watching, right? Whether it's teammates, audience, coaches, whatever. So that's, that's really what's behind blame, right? Uh, blamers tend to be losers in the long run, whereas people who are accountable to themselves uh, and understand that they can do something to make some, the situation better, they tend to be winners in the long run. They might not be the winners yet, but that mindset will serve them well in just about anything they do and lead to victories down the road. Um, like I said, the victories, what I mean, when I mean victories, I mean growth. Um, and you find that they tend to be the better players anyway. So if you want to think about real success, real greatness, it is a long process. Uh, it may mean that you're not even the best player on the team, by the way. So young players listening, you know, if you're 15, 16 years old and struggling with playing time, but you have the work ethic, in other words, you want to get somewhere and you are willing to work hard, uh, then that's going to go far. Don't forget, volleyball is a sport where players peak at the age of 28 you know, maybe a touch younger for female athletes, but not really. Because by the time, you know, as long as you keep playing and keep training and keep playing somewhere even, uh, a lot of athletes peak late in life in volleyball. So uh, if you want to do that, by the way, I don't think that every kid needs to go. We're going to talk about this in other episodes, but I don't think that every kid necessarily, you really have to think long and hard if you want to go to varsity and play because these days it's very demanding. Um, and you also need to think long and hard. Like if you want to go professionally, that's a whole different world. Like when I played, it was like, you know, living very thin and living very, uh, you know, not a glamorous life by any means, unless you are the very thin sliver of the top athletes that go get a great paycheck. You're going to need to make sacrifices to play at a high level. You're going to train when other people aren't training and it's not as fun as people think, but, um, just food for thought uh, when it comes to other stuff. But the bottom line is if you're a blamer, you're not going to go very far because that really does tell you. Uh, and your know, scouts see this, by the way, right? People, post-secondary coaches, they t- good coaches will see this right away in an athlete. Are you a blamer uh, or are you accountable, right? Are you uh, someone who makes teammates feel like crap at, because of your own insecurities? Or are you someone who is confident enough to look in at yourself and see what you can or can't do or what you are or aren't doing, right? So very important one. Uh, winners are accountable. Uh, and, you know, like I said, this is really about life. Um, like we can, like, you know, in any situation in life, take it off the court. You know, we know people that constantly blame other people when something goes wrong in life. And they tend not to fix anything. And the problems keep happening. Because if you're always blaming external things or external factors on your success or lack of success, then uh, you're probably not going to have too many wins in life. Because, you know, the, the only thing you can control is you. And people who understand that in business and life, they tend to, um, it makes them work harder, right? People who uh, are worried about their role in every situation work hard. People who blame others tend not to work hard because they're too busy. They're waiting. They're watching other people, right? They're not worried about being their best. They're worried about other things that are external to them. Um, they're not worried about self-betterment because they don't feel they have to because it's everybody else's fault. So if you are one of these people that the first thing you do is, well, I couldn't do this because of that. Well, I couldn't do that because of this. Well, I didn't, this didn't happen because of that teacher or that coach. <coughs> Excuse me. You got to lose that. You got to look at yourself 
and understand that, you know what, I'm going to have bad coaches. I'm going to have bad teammates. I'm going to have, you know, maybe I'll be the bad teammate someday. I'm going to have bad situations in life. Uh, what can I do in every situation to make things better? And people who live like that generally are happier anyway. Because imagine that, like, imagine going through your whole life, like you're young now, and, and maybe maybe you're an adult too, but you still got a lot of years left. Um, imagine living every day, um, hoping that people aren't idiots today. <laughs> like, you just, you'll get tired waiting for the day where people are not, you know, people stop being unfair, people stop, start treating you like if their day revolves around you, it's not going to happen, right? Everybody's trapped in their own story. You know how you feel about your life? You know how you feel about your day right now? That's how everybody else feels about their day. You know, those cars that you see on the highway, there's like millions of cars, thousands of cars, every vehicle that you see, they're living their own little movie. Okay. Just like you're living yours. So there's no sense in blaming these other people for not catering to you right? Uh, you need to understand that you are making your own life and you are making your own story and you're writing your, you're making your own movie here. Okay. And, um, you're the director, producer and the star. So, uh, it's on you, right? And, uh, the more you live like that, the less you tend to be on, you tend to be a happier person. Because you're literally making something happen. Uh, so if anything matters to you, whether it's volleyball or something else, <coughs> excuse me, uh, if it matters to you, then put in the necessary work to um, make you better than you were the day before. Uh, and, in that, and by cultivating that belief and mindset, you will stop looking at other people and stop comparing yourself to others. It is honestly, and the reason why I'm going on about it, it is the single biggest problem in our society today. The fact that people are comparing themselves to other people and it's totally getting, you know, accelerated by social media. Uh, kids, if you can stop this quality, you will find that you will be happier. Your anxieties will go down. Your stress will go down. You will, even in school, it teaches us to compare ourselves to other people, right? It's garbage. Don't fall for it. You know, school is wonderful because the work you put in is what you'll get out of it, right? Even if you have a crappy teacher, don't worry about it. It's going to happen in life. You're going to have crappy people who are in charge of you. You're going to have crappy supervisors, crappy coaches. Your job is to control what you can in any situation, okay? So just keep that in mind. You're in charge of your uh, destiny. You really are, right? I mean, I hate to jump in with like, you know, life is what you make it, but that's so true. These old sayings that people used to say to us and, you know, we put on t-shirts and we never really thought about are so true. You know, what you put in is what you get out. Life is what you make it, right? Situations are what you make it, not what other people, uh, they don't dictate how your life's going to go or how your season's going to go. You have a lot of control over it. I know, by the way, there's crazy coaches and there's a lot of people, you know, we do other episodes on that. I, I get it. But, um, there is a, there is a way that you can take situations and make them, uh, you know, still grow through them. And, and like I always say to people, like, you know, we only grow through crappy times. So just don't forget that. Uh, we don't see it in crappy times, but we do grow. I can tell you the story when I was playing my first year of varsity. I was 17 years old when I went to university and I made the varsity team. I was very happy. And this is back in a time where everybody else was 19 years old when they started post-secondary. Um, and so I was two years younger than everybody else. 
I made the team and I just felt awful. The first few months I was like, I'm going to quit volleyball. Cause I was like, you know, couldn't play the way I wanted. I couldn't hit like I did in high school. It felt, and I couldn't serve the way I couldn't pass. I was terrified of getting like hard serves at me. And at Christmas time, December rolled around the holidays and I was just like, I'm going to quit volleyball. I'm honestly, I was not liking it. We were practicing four or five days a week and I had school and the whole adjustment of moving away from home. So uh, I was convinced that I was getting worse at volleyball. Like I was just like, felt like I was the worst player on the team. I probably was. Well, I mean, I got to start, so I, w- I wasn't that bad. I, w- I was able to play. Uh, so I should be grateful. See, there's another thing being grateful. Uh, but I was too busy comparing myself to the 19 year olds and the 22 year olds. And our captain was 24 years old and he was our setter. So every time I couldn't put a ball away, I felt like crap. Right. Um, so I was going to quit. I, I was totally, um, you know, in a hard stretch because I was too caught up in how I was compared to these other players, not just on my team, but on other teams. Excuse me, I want to take a drink. And so, um, you know, I wasn't looking inward. I was looking outward. And luckily for me, I went home for the Christmas break. And I had uh, a time where I could go back and practice with my high school team because I left high school a year earlier than I should have. I uh, All my friends were still on their high school team. So I went into one of their practices and I practiced with them. And that's when I decided that I was going to stay in volleyball because my friend said to me, oh my God, you're so good now. And so the difference is they saw, they were comparing me to old me, Right. I was comparing me to my surroundings, my external. And so what happened was I realized, holy smokes, I was 17, but I realized that, you know, I've been getting better this whole time, even though I thought I was sucking and I thought I was getting better and I wasn't seeing it because I was too busy focusing on my competition, my teammates, new teammates, rather than focusing on where I was last year, where I was a few months ago. And through all these bad times, all these facing these bigger, stronger servers, uh, you know, thinking too much during my spike approach, worried about messing up, not messing up, I was not seeing the big picture or even, you know, maybe the small picture of me, right? I wasn't seeing uh, or thinking internally. So I remember it. I I went back after uh, that Christmas break with a like a realization that wow so I'm getting better through all this crap I thought I was having the worst volleyball season of my life but I was actually getting better as a player probably I mean definitely getting better mentally too like of course I'm getting you know I'm getting aced I'm getting you know shanking the ball worried about all these things but through every bad one of those things I'm getting reps that's I'm seeing better serves I'm seeing better blockers I'm you know playing against better competition here and I remember I went back, so I, I was made, I got to play right side quite a bit, uh, which I'm righty though, so I was, I was really wanting to play left side. So I thought of it, of it as a punishment. I, they made me right side back then, not because I was the best hitter by any means, but because they thought I had the second best setting hands on the team. So back in that time before the libero, the, the right side was the secondary setter. So if the, if the setter took first ball, then the right side would come in and set, believe it or not. Uh, but that's how it used to be back when, every, when the gym floors were dirt and everything was in black and white. So, <laughs> but uh, 
but I didn't even see that as a compliment. I saw that as a as a demotion. But I remember I did get to play left side a few tournaments, and I remember when my setter, my twenty four year old setter, who was our team captain, he sent me the ball like a little loop outside, and I just because I was a little more confident, just because I had that belief, I remember going. I was very relaxed, and I just hit it, and it went straight down. And the setter looked at me and was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, Zuby, hit of the tournament. And he, like, gave me the heavyweight championship belt thing, like, the, when he came over to high-five me. And I was like, wow, okay, interesting, you know. And I, that was because I – but if I never went home for Christmas and had my teammates um, show me uh, that I needed to start comparing myself to earlier me and not external things, I may have quit volleyball. And, uh, you know, my whole life, uh, you know, I went, I went and played overseas after university and – um, you know, started a whole business that was able, you know, it's brought me here and I'm in my forties now and, uh, just, you know, 48 now. So, I mean, my whole life for the past 20, 20, I mean, really, if I go back, it's been 30, 30 years of volleyball through more, more than 30 years. It sounds so crazy to say, but, uh, volleyball took over my life and it's my living now and it's what I do for a living. And, uh, you know, uh, I almost quit when I was 17 because I was, I was focused on, uh, the people around me and comparing rather than, you know, I should have been comparing to me. And uh, it, I was so lucky that I went home and practiced with my volleyball team because I was uh, not seeing it. So keep that in mind that, um, you know, only compare you to you. And the beauty of that is it really spurns a work work ethic in you too, by the way, because if you're comparing yourself to you, it makes you do those little extra things at home, the workouts, the training, the stretching, eating right, sleeping better, because you start to look for little things that make you better today than, than you were yesterday. So keep that in mind. Um, yeah, um, healthy confidence mixed with good humility. We talked about that. Um, yeah, when you get to train to be the best, one thing you do uh, well, this will also spread to other parts of your life too, by the way. I think I mentioned that earlier, but if you can stop the habit of, uh, comparing, uh, it will serve you well, not just on the volleyball court, but in everything you do. So it permeates Remember, sports. And I think we've kind of lost this too. Sports is supposed to be a place where we compete and get better. And that, uh, you know, we carry those skills into our real, into our real lives. And the more athletes become toxic and play sports for the wrong reasons and focus on comparing, uh, the, the, it, they carry that over to their real lives too. So if you can, if you can start to bring this attitude of, I need to be better, I need to control more things and, and be better for me, um, not for other people, not for the people watching, uh, not for the audience, um, not, you know, I don't need to be ranked by people. I don't need to rank myself against other people. Then you will, um, bring that to other parts of your life and it leads to a happier life. It means that you're like unencumbered by things. You're, you're not, you know, held back. Like think, think of how many times people are, how much energy in a day do you think you waste worrying about what other people are thinking or what other people are doing or what, what they think of you, um, the comforting thing is like, you know, I always tell people like, you know, and this is an old line too, like everybody else is too busy, worried about what you think of them. Trust me, the the players on your team, the, the other kids in your school, you know, the kids in workplaces, they're all just busy, worried about what you're thinking of them. They're, they're not even, they're wasting their time as well. So uh, once you realize that you just are in, you know, the captain of your own ship and you're, you know, you're, you're, you don't have to worry about what other people are doing. 
you just save so much energy, mental energy, physical energy. And then you can really like that sprinter thing, right? You can put all your energy on going forward. You don't have to worry about looking sideways. So much energy wasted. It's like, I always tell players this too. Think of the metaphor of a serve, okay? So when you were young, uh, think about your overhand serve. I tell players to think about yourself as being in a tunnel and all your momentum's going forward. If any part of your body steps out of line, so if you if you take your serving step or you jump a little sideways or your arm goes outside a little bit outside your body, that's wasted energy out to the sides and the ball tends not to go in the rec- right direction. You want all the weight, especially when you're young, right? You want all the weight, all the strength, the power in your step, the power in your arm. You want it all heading in the same direction. Anything out to the side is wasteful energy and doesn't lead to success. That metaphor carries on into uh, attention and focus. If you're focusing on things outside that tunnel, right, uh, wasted energy out the sides and leads to not a good finish. So so be that player that's um, focused on things, um, not focus even results by the way like school is horrible for this it teaches us to focus on the marks i don't know if you guys heard but there's another episode where i was talking previously with a couple of my, my, my two my my dot my two daughters uh both about school and i said you know school's kind of crazy because it gets you to focus on this number gets you to focus on these these grades i was a teacher for a long time by the way too um but the problem with that is that kids lose the ability to think about what really matters with education. Like, what about learning about cool concepts? What about reading a neat book or understanding a new theory? You know, they don't even worry about that because the system has taught you to worry about the result. And even that's external, right? So you could you could read an amazing novel, let's say it's an English class or, you know, or even in math, like learn a really cool theory or understand a really neat principle, but then it comes time for the test and you might not do well on tests, but you learn the theory or you read the book and you loved it, but you're not getting the result. Then the system uh, punishes you and then you're worried about that number rather than worried about or just enjoying the learning, which is inside of you, right? By the way, right? If you're worried about reading a great book and loving it, that is... Uh, an internal thing. You're not comparing it. You're not worried about results. You're not worried about externals. You're worried about internals. Um, but the school system gets you focused on the numbers, whether it's a test result, a mark, and then they teach you things about class average and median. And you know, basically, how am I doing compared to everybody else? What a horrible message to send, right, for people. But you know, does is the school system interested in us being high achieving? leaders or is the school system interested in making us good workers for a system that requires a lot of workers you know i would submit to you that you know and again this is as a former teacher that um the mindset that schools espouse of comparison results focused on externals not so good but if a student you know the students who focus on what they're doing uh don't care about what the teacher's doing uh, I mean, and not doing, but don't care about the teacher. Like, you know, some people blame it on a bad teacher or I don't like this book, you know, and that's great, but you can't control what book. You can't even control what teacher you get. So what do you do? You focus on you. You focus on what you're learning. You think, hey, I'm just going to learn these cool theories. And then odds are by the end of the year, the, uh, the person who's done that, just like the athlete who does that, tends to get better results anyway because they're only worried about what they're doing not the external. Am I beating a dead horse? I might be beating a dead horse. I don't know. But I think it's such an important topic and players sometimes make this mistake. And I see young people, I see parents doing it, coaches more than ever before, where they 
they um, they are comparing and uh, they're not understanding that they're looking at external fake cues um, to gauge you know their own performance and compare it with whatever some person's doing on the outside that's fake. Uh, you don't know what's going on inside that person's mind, inside that person's life, and yet we all replicate what we see on the surface, right? So, uh, kind of crazy. Um, bottom line is, I, I will tell kids that you can't imitate greatness from the outside you can only cultivate greatness it's very interesting terminology right we don't say imitate greatness we say cultivate greatness cultivate implies from the inside right like think about gardening when you're cultivating something you're turning over the soil it's very focused on the depth of the soil and turning it over in the soil it comes from the soil versus imitating greatness is not the same it's just looking at what's on the outside. So you want to cultivate greatness from inside you, inner qualities, um, and improve them small steps day after day. Uh, and save that energy because um, and, and focus on the only person that can really lead us anywhere. That's, that's ourselves, right? Uh, like I said before, waste energy, all these other people. There's one person that you need to save all your energy for, and that's you, right? And this isn't a selfish thinking thing. It's just a, a, a physics thing. If you if you don't take care of yourself and the things you're doing, uh, and you're wasting time and energy looking at what everybody else is doing, then uh, you are the one who's going to suffer in the long run. So make sure that you spend time doing what matters to you and uh, doing what you need to do to get to where you want to go. Again, not everybody wants to go to the highest level. Maybe your your goal is to just be doing uh reach a certain level well make sure you're putting no matter what level you want to get to make sure you're putting in the right amount of work and the only way to make sure you're putting in the right of work is to start monitoring what you're doing thinking about what you're doing um and don't waste time on other people you'll be happier and i guarantee you you'll have more success and uh you'll be happier in general and better at what you do sound good so that's it. That's our, our player pep talk. Hopefully parents and coaches got something useful out of it. And we'll probably, we'll be back next week. But I think all three of the guys will be here. Meech and Eric aren't here today. Uh, like I said, we mix in these player pep talks once in a while just so I can talk sort of like in a huddle or what I would say to a team when I'm seeing issues pop up. So that's what these are. But parents and coaches get a lot from them too. So hopefully you enjoyed this one. And we'll see you next time on Volleyballology. What's the big idea?